this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, AfterBuzz TV listeners. Want to share your opinions, give feedback, or tell us what you're thinking? Send us a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send us audio that might end up in the future episode of our after show. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform we use to publish and distribute our podcast to you for free. You can send us voice messages about all sorts of topics, questions you have for us, what the thought of the latest episode of this TV show, who we should have on the show, something you want us to do better, your best impressions of one of the characters, anything you can think of. We'll see all your messages and we might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes that part super easy. You can send us a voice message right right now from wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in the show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Tom Girl. Tonight, we have VO superstar, actor, producer, and musician, Allison Packard. It's going to be a great one. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz... Is that you doing the promo? Hey, guys. We're back again. I'm JJ Jurgens, your host, and I have a dear friend, Allison, here tonight. Thanks, Allison. JJ, I've been wanting to have you in for so long, so I'm so glad that you could make it. I really appreciate it. We worked it out, girl. We did. We made it happen. So much to talk about. So I'm just gonna dive right in. Yeah. Um, first, what you must must might be most well known for is that you're just a VO. Wonder Woman with all kinds of animation characters that you do <laughs> promos, commercials. I mean, how much do you just love VO? Voiceover. <laughs> um, it's great. Uh, it's been, I don't know, gosh, 12 or 15 years I've been doing this. And um, I think it's one of the best careers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many different facets, and each one is so different. They each require a little tweak and s- different specialties. And so it's fun to explore and see kind of, you know, what's out there and and how things are changing over time, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a genre that, that is your favorite? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean, I love animation. I think it's so fun to create original characters, especially mm-hmm. if you're in a live group scenario where you're acting with other actors. Um, I also really like promo, just kind of finding the essence of what you're trying, you know, the brand that you're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. The same thing with commercial. Um, I love commercial I love long-form narration. Um, yeah, I mean, I, ca- I just kind of love yeah. it all. Yeah, and nice to mix it up, too, I'm sure, for variety. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it it's definitely a, keeps it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of your animation characters. Okay. Well, we're going to play real quick for people out there listening your demo reel, just so they can hear the some of the characters that you do. Okay. So we'll go ahead and play we the animation. a fantastic show for you today. Oh, <laughs> sweetheart, don't worry. Mommy's here. It's okay, baby. Did you have a bad dream? Oh, poor little guy. They call us four eyes, even 
fun. I've come into a fortune in canned sardines. Okay, fun time's over. Let's talk gift snooping strategy. So, where do you think Mom and Dad hid the presents this year? My owner Amy took care of me until one day... Yeah! <laughs> Suddenly, I was a yokai. When we were alive, teenagers were a scourge on our store. Always sassafrassing customers with their boomy boxes and disrespectful short pants. Today, we're going to be working on managing our anger through movement. <laughs> Just remember to breathe up through your feathers and down through your talons. Snoopy said this was dumbness, but you did not listen. Now you drive me crazy. Snoopy no like. Oh, come on, guys. Player two defeated. Game over. <laughs> Do you wish to play again? Yes, play again. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Do not play again. <laughs> my my initial thoughts were, wow, this is a long. <laughs> <laughs> but such variety in there and so many fun different characters. What are some it's of so what are some of your favorite characters that you've gotten to play? Jeez. Well, um, the first at the tab. Good morning, Miss Sunshine. That was one of the, that was, I think, the first animated series I ever booked was the Mr. Men Show, which was on Cartoon Network. Mm. And I played Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss Naughty, and Little Miss Whoops. <laughs> and, like, three totally different characters, um, but all three, you know, typecast again. Because, you know, some days you just feel like, oh, hi, everybody. You know, like, I'm on top of the world. And then other days you're just like, whoops. I, that was the rap <laughs> that you heard. With We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Uh-huh. They call me Four Eyes, even though I say the day that that character. And then um, Miss Naughty was like, "Sometimes I just can't help myself." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like those that like being able to do three characters of that diversity in mm-hmm. one show, but have them be regular, reoccurring characters that you get to come back and they and um the the show was written like laughing so like mm-hmm. a sketch comedy show where they had really short little scenes and and each of the characters would kind of play off each other in different scenes so that was a really that's one that will always stand out in my mind mm-hmm. and then um Jibanyan, um I worked on the show Yokai Watch um which airs on Disney XD for season 1 and 2 and they would just they would throw us so many characters. I think it did like over a hundred characters on wow. the show. So I'm that you could play stuff, and I would be like, "Oh, is that me? Huh. <laughs> I don't remember." <laughs> wow, you know. And th- when they throw them at you, how much time did you have to try to like? Did they have direction for the character, or do you developed each one? You came up with it, or how did that process work? Well, so it also was. It, it's a Japanese property, so this was an anime dub, and um, there was a watch that came with it. So the watch is a key element of the show, mm-hmm. and um, it had these little medallions that go in, and when you put them in they would call up the characters names so like Chibanyan! or like you know um just any different character and 
So they had us do those at the top. So then we would kind of reference that. But everything was really on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there might be some viewers that are very familiar with anime and, and some that are new to it. But for those that are new to it, uh, it moves very fast. You're basically, you are acting to picture. So you're watching it live and then doing the voiceover to the lip flaps. So mm. it's a different experience than just creating original mm-hmm. content and having the luxury of being able to pause when you want or, you know, deliver the line how you want. You're kind of uh, in a constant negotiation with trying to make it sound like this person already did. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have a couple photos of some of your characters. Well, there's a bunch of your characters right there that you were talking about the from the Mr. Yeah. Man show. Yes. There and like, yeah. Um, you're also Alma and Poppycat. Yeah, yeah, so Alma's peeking out behind my like left ear, the little bunny. I think we have our photo three, yeah. two coming up. Yeah, and the next. Oh, there yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, she's cute. right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved doing Alma, and my son. I have a three-year-old son, and he watches Poppy Cat. I have an, oh. you know, I have an iPad, and when we drive places, it only has like two shows on it. So I'm like, <laughs> Poppy Cat, it is. You know? <laughs> how has um, how has your animation changed since having a child? Has it at all? I definitely yeah. think it has. Um, for one, you get to see how they react to what you do mm-hmm. and what plays off it. And my son, fortunately, you know, knock on wood, I'm sure. At some point, this will change, but he thinks it's very cool. <laughs> so he's always like, "Do that voice, do that voice, mama," mm. uh, you know. And I'll and I like do you know something. And I'll, you know, when we're trying to find a great character, we try to make them slightly nuanced and you know toe the line between keeping them realistic and keeping them fun and mm-hmm. exciting. And I could just do my worst work, and he just like, <laughs> he doesn't care. Be like, "Hey, it's mama." And he'd be like, do that. It's mama character. It's mama. You know? and I was just like, yeah. So it's fun. It's like, it, I guess what you hope to capture when mm-hmm. you're recording is that sense of improv and play and fun. And uh, that's what three-year-olds are all about. Uh, probably know? the best bedtime stories at night with your voice doing characters. Oh, God, are you kidding me? <laughs> By the end of the day, I'm so tired. You know I'm what like, you're not getting them. <laughs> okay, the end. Hop on pop and Dr. Susan. <laughs> what are your techniques? What are your go-tos to try to find characters? You know, uh, I think when I was first starting out, I took class with a woman named Dolores Steele, who, mm-hmm. um, rest in peace, she's since passed away, but she was amazing. And so, you know, it, she starts off with just having you explore different registers of your voice. Also, Pat Fraley is great for this. So, like, explain just the same voice, but very high and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. You can get lower and lower and lower mm-hmm. and lower. And so, you know, bringing the sense of pitch, the sense of placement where is the sound of your voice? Is it really bored? Is it nasally? Is it is it further back in your throat? Um, so kind of like you're going to the gym, exercising those vocal muscles so that they're nice and strong, so that when you get the character, you can just kind of figure out, okay, what is this person, what might this person feel or sound like? Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like trying to break it down uh, mentally, but just kind of instinctually like, okay, like she's clearly like really emphatic teen girl or like, but it's a, you know, you just kind of Mm -hmm. like hopefully play around with it and improvise. The problem is though, that you're often auditioning by yourself alone in a room, which is not the best 
set yeah, up for yeah. k- improv comedy. <laughs> and then what are your tricks for going back? Like, you have so many characters, so do you have, like, mental pictures? I mean, the ones that don't have, one has pictures, obviously, but if they don't, like, do you have, like, kind of a Rolodex of, oh, yeah, that is, that's, she's this person, and she's, like, to get yourself back in those moments? A catchphrase is super helpful. Okay. So, like... Um, you know, with Jibanyan, you know, sometimes it's a long time between seasons. And mm-hmm. so when we come back, I'll just be like, Pause of Fury! I'm kind of tired right now. You know, whatever that he says a lot. Mm-hmm. And I find if I say whatever that catchphrase is, it helps me, you know, mm-hmm. jump into the mm-hmm. character a little bit more. One in a new genre that's really picked up over the last few years, video games. Yeah. So in, I know you do a lot of video, game, video games as well. How has been kind of, they sometimes have more traditional, not traditional, more um, yeah. powerful female roles yeah. or stronger or like the fighters or those yeah. kind of things. So you get into play. How does, how's it going doing those kind of roles versus, anima, you know, animation? You know, I it, I kind of think of it as the difference between comedic acting and dramatic act, acting in many ways. Um, the video games, they're often, and not always, but they're often looking for a more cinematic performance. So mm-hmm. it, it's um, less presentational and more about finding the moments. So getting back to you know, uh, just acting training and, okay, what are, what are my, my wants in this scene? What's my relationship with this person? Um, developing out kind of what your relationship was with the other person you might be talking about, talking Mm -hmm. to. And, um, the luxury of time can lend itself to great work, but sometimes in video games, you don't get the sides in advance. So, um, you just, you kind of do the best you can. In some ways, mm-hmm. it's actually, you know, that keeps it spontaneous and, and maybe fresh. And then there's some days you're like, okay. <laughs> what, <laughs> what's, just, yeah, what's yeah, going on? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just reading these words, but I'm not really sure. You know, so hopefully the director can help guide you. And mm-hmm. I've been able to work with some great directors like Chris Zimmerman. And, you know, she's mm-hmm. great about if you haven't quite nailed it, you know, giving you that little piece of direction that's going to send you down the right path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of, what are some of the ways you've seen yourself develop over all, all the your career? Like maybe some things you learned that you were like, oh, I wish I, I had known that when I first started or, you know, just, um, you know, This business is definitely interesting. I think we all come out here with the most ambitious ideas. And I I know I'm like, okay, I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy when I've been out here one year. And I'm going to be on a TV show. And, you know, so it's like having a, a certain sense of humility and ability to appreciate where you are instead of uh, mm-hmm. always putting yourself where you want to be. Um that helps to if it helps to motivate you, that's great. But mm-hmm. you have to find the joy in what you're working on mm-hmm. now, um, and just you know, continuing to generate your own work is very empowering. And so, you know, one of the most exciting things I ever did was I um, put out an album a year and a half ago, and I directed five music videos to go along with it. And I was each one was like a different collaborative process. Three of the videos were animated, and two one I was in, and mm-hmm. I mean it was just a mixed bag. But it was like fully fully engaged in the creative process every step of the way, and that that type of thing will lift up your spirits any day. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, some days the call is not good, or some days <laughs> you don't get the call, mm-hmm. and um, you know, being able to take the ego out and and see 
the little successes as successes too is I think crucial to maintaining sanity. I love this is I loved because I've known you through voiceover, but then researching you for this. Yeah, we have the same man. Everybody shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but then I was like, Oh oh my gosh, I had no idea about the comedy. I didn't know Mm -hmm. you had your own, you know, series on YouTube, the things that you've things that you produce and put on YouTube. And then I found the album as well. And I was like, it just (laughs) I love that you're you know, that you are doing all those things. You know, yeah, I mean, outlets. hopefully, hopefully they'll all come together into mm-hmm. one, you know, magnum opus someday. Yeah, but yeah, you know, for now, it's just it keeps me keeps me growing mm-hmm. on the album because it was beautiful. And I knew I'm like she did music videos for all of them too. Like you were saying, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, where did like when did you decide like that that's what you want to do next? I think I heard sort of something started out as just one song, or then you went into more. Yeah, so it was actually after I had my son. Mm-hmm. Um, that first year, I was really fortunate in that I was working on two animated series. I was working on Space Racers and Yokai Watch. And then when he was about six months old, I got hired to write on an animated series called Barbie Dreamtopia for Mattel. And um, so I was just like so busy. And I think you have this idea that you're going to be like home with your baby, like enjoying like all this like one-on-one time and and it was really a struggle trying to find the balance between work and um being a mother and the shift that it causes in just your own perception of yourself um so after that first year was kind of done and I started evaluating who am I and what do I need I really felt like I needed to do something completely creative mm-hmm. so being in a creative field you know you do get a hit of creativity from other people working on other people's projects but this was like I was like I need and it was very inspired and it felt like you know a gift to just have the idea and then I I you know I um shopped around for a producer uh, I found this great guy, Ben Wilkins, who really, I felt, understood my vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, he helped me bring it to life and, and guided me through the process of uh, recording. And um, I'm just really grateful for having that experience. Mm-hmm. And they're great lyrics. You have such a great... Would you describe yourself as indie folk? Is, or how would you describe your music? Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's every... I guess that's probably the category it would be in singer-songwriter, indie folk, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. There's some pop elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I this, I'm, this was it Tiny Heart? Oh, I'm not going to get it Tiny Hands. Tiny, tiny Hearts. Heart. Heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Very sweet. Um, yeah, um, my friend Josh actually animated that video. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I was going to ask. I thought it was interesting how it was. Yeah, if you use some of the animators that you do from one of the shows, or if it just yeah. was a friend. Well, that I was actually talking to my friend Tom Krasky, and I was kind of describing like my vision for the project, and I wanted to do it animated. And he was like, "Well, what if you did like a pop up book?" And I was like, "That sounds like a great idea." As if the book was we were in the world. But then I started doing some research on on um, paper artists. Mm-hmm. And um, I found some really great paper artists. And I found this one woman, um, Dawn Cordova online. And um, she created 12 different vignettes for me. So they're like 10 by 12 paper. And with the characters and the scenes. And then I had them photographed and scanned in. And Josh then animated the shapes to make it look mm-hmm. as if they were moving. So I'd never That's done really anything. Cool. I never yeah. produced a project like that. So it was, you know, probably not as efficient or speedy as one who's 
professional at that might yeah. do. But um, I really enjoyed, you know, kind of all the little challenges that came up along the way. It was it was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. You definitely, between the stand-up and then producing your, you know, shows for YouTube, where do you get the, the drive or just the, you know, I'm going to go for it and try to try to do this, make uh, this happen? Fear. Is, fear. <laughs> is a motivator for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you know, I it's like you always, I've always like, kind of wanted to do it all and for better for worse um you know if you focus on one thing you can kind of like really shoot through and put it all your energy towards one focus um and I think there's a lot to be said about that and uh, Malcolm Gladwell and the idea of the 10,000 hours and to make you mm-hmm. an expert on something. Now, if you're splitting your time between writing and music and acting and voiceover, um, you're having smaller amounts to put in every bucket. Mm-hmm. So that's the the like reason why maybe you wouldn't want to do that. But the, I recently mentored a, a group of students at Emerson College, which is my alma mater. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some people, there's kids that are just, that's how they are. You know, and you're, I think, very mm. much like that, too. You've got your podcast and your voiceover career and you're producing. And um, for those of us that are like that, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, it brings us the greatest joy to be able to dip our toes in lots of different things. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's a book called How to Be Great at Everything or How to Be Great at Everything, which is also a TED talk or a TEDx talk. Um, I forget the author's name, but but she's fantastic. And there's actually something to be said that if you generalize in several areas, you're bringing more to the table that somebody else cannot because they mm-hmm. don't have that perspective that you've gained through no, your knowledge of producing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you may you may have a producer on this podcast that comes in for other details and is more, you know, specialized mm-hmm. or an engineer that's specialized in the equipment so you don't have to do it. But heading up something and um, CEOs and uh, Walt Disney and, and different people that have are vision missionaries um operate like that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when yeah. i read that yeah. i felt better about myself <laughs> like, yeah I'm just like, it Walt. is what it is we're all gonna die someday yeah. so, you know. <laughs> yeah, so i think it's just it's nice to have those outlets and express yourself i don't know just yeah fulfill those different forms of expression that you have floating around in there you know totally yeah yeah um was how is it writing you were writing for um barbie dreamtopia mm-hmm. um that and that was after you're have already been on the other side of the mic so did you yeah. was it did you draw some from your experience from being on that side of mic to think for like oh if the character said this or oh yeah definitely so um the first show i ever wrote on was poppycat which is the one that i played alma on and i just mm-hmm. kind of was always like hey can i pitch a show and then we the second i think it was the second season i can't remember second or third um i had pitched some ideas and they liked one of them and i got to write a show and it mm-hmm. was just great training um but uh, with Barbie, I had just had my son, and also um, I just really love collaborating within the realm of writing. It's If I get stuck, I can bounce it back to a writing partner and then got bounce, mm-hmm. and they bounce it back to me. Um, so I worked with uh, my partner for that was Dana Middleton, and she's actually um, a young adult, a uh, middle grade author. So young, hmm. there's young adult, and then younger than that is middle grade. And... Um, so that was great because we both, you know, we have our, she was writing her book and I was also doing voiceover, but we got to come together and, and we wrote eight episodes of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm totally fine myself when it comes to dialogue, you know, um, you you get the structure and that's kind of all down. But when it came to the dialogue, I would find myself talking to myself and like acting out the different uh-huh. characters and, you know, trying to take 
as a writer, you don't want to indicate too much to the actor about how you need it said. That's one thing you have to <laughs> you have to let go of control of that. But <laughs> but yeah, I totally would be like, okay, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. find what they were saying. Are you, are you wanting to do more writing in the future? Yeah, um, I actually have a, a musical live action pilot that nice. I'm writing uh, with my friend Steph. And, um, yeah, there's a, a short film idea I want to develop as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, in, in terms of, like, what I want to get staffed, I, I'm really enjoying freelance because it gives me the flexibility to pursue um, acting and voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, but collaboration, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see where it goes. Um, I'm actually going to retreat for the WGA in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's exciting. <laughs> Pam Adlin and, you know, mm-hmm. Carol Leifer. And um, there's just going to be some amazing people Great there. women there to, yeah, to collaborate with. Women. Yeah, that's awesome. Would you, would you ever go back to your revisiting your stand-up comedian days? Oh, my God. That? I wish. If I had all the time <laughs> in the world, yes. Because I really liked it. And I, I think it helps you find your voice um, as a performer. The late nights are tough. Because now I'm in the thing where I try to wake up, you know, I was up at 5.30 this morning. And if you're out till 2.30, that is not doable. Yeah. So <laughs> rough. Um, if they, if the afternoon coffee and stand-up uh, circuit gets up and running, <laughs> I would be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'd have to write all new material that was like, well, now I'm single. and <laughs> <laughs> Was that your kind of, this was about I mean, dating? I talked, or to, what I talked about dating yeah. and you know, just mm-hmm. things I found funny mm-hmm. being a woman. Mm-hmm. You know. mm-hmm. Um, one other thing that I love about you is you also have a Casita travel trailer. Hello. Lovely Rita. Lovely I think we have Rita. a picture of, of lovely Rita. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what was the desire to, to purchase this beauty? Well, um, I love to travel and I love going on adventures, even, you know, Live in the moment, yes, but having an adventure planned makes living in the moment so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and But we have a three-year-old, and mm-hmm. it was like about trying to find a sustainable way to travel, sustainable in terms of, first and foremost, energy. Because it's like if you go for and you spend a week on the East Coast, you come back and you're exhausted and you need three more days to recover, and you're mm-hmm. jet-lagged, you know, so you're really tired. Um but this, um, or maybe you like you overindulge and you eat at all these great restaurants and you come back and you're like, okay, now I really gotta <laughs> hit the gym. Yeah. Um, but camping, first of all, I love being outdoors and um nature grounds me and connects me and I feel it's healthy for my son mm-hmm. and my husband loves it too. Um there he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, and there's so many parks I want to see and adventures that I want to have. And the fact that we're not buying something, you know, um, not that I don't love eating at a great restaurant or being in the city and shopping, but there's something really nice about um, taking a break from all mm-hmm. that. And, you know, we take photos, but we're on our phones a lot less and it just forces us to be together as a family mm-hmm. and um, be sharing the experience instead of each being in our own little world. Mm-hmm. And how did you decide on the Casita travel trailer versus, you know, 
yeah. anything else. They're, yeah. Uh, well, my husband is an extensive planner and <laughs> researcher, so he did a lot of research. It's a fully fiberglass trailer, so it's 100%. There's a Scamp is also a fiberglass trailer, but um, the bottoms are not fiberglass. So these, I hear that they're very reliable. I hear that they are... You know, the, the the joke about getting a trailer is like it's just a matter of time till it leaks. Mm. And these are sort of known to be um, waterproof. Mm-hmm. And um, it has a bathroom. And it even has a shower, which we haven't <laughs> really needed to use yet. Um, it has uh, a bed in the back, which also turns into a dinette. But we just keep it set up as a bed. Mm-hmm. And then it has a, a two-person dinette that we that might also turns into bed for mm-hmm. uh, my son mm-hmm. so yeah it's very sustainable like we, we meal plan before we go so like we're eating pretty healthy and we're getting exercise and so when you come back you know we'll sunday we'll just kind of hang out and then then come back and we try to make it just a couple hours you know uh-huh. uh, radius like mm-hmm. a two to three hours in the car so we're not driving ourselves crazy and then you <laughs> come back and you're like okay i'm ready i'm back in my life and yeah. there's not lag time of like oh you don't get the monday blues yeah yeah you know? and not a full yeah recovery from your from your trip yeah, yeah. where ha- would have been some of your favorite spots you've stopped at so far well we've had <laughs> it since october i think um we're actually this weekend we're going back up to a place we went a couple weeks ago which is sierra meadows um it's an event space outside of yosemite park and our friends actually bought it it was a golf course that is now um They've let the whole golf course go to seed, and now mm-hmm. they're, they've put in all these little mini cabins and tiny homes that are so cute. Oh. And um, they've brought in all this large-scale art, like oh. stuff that's been to Burning Man and then doesn't have a home because nobody has acres and acres, and they have like a 1,000 acres up there. So it's so fun to just explore, and they have a couple ponds on the property and mm-hmm. a little stream running through it. And because it was a golf course, oh. there's like a whole path and all these uh, golf carts yeah. you can, like, ride around. So we'll be going there this weekend for Memorial Day. And yeah. uh, we took a trip to Anza Borrego, which is uh, California State Park in the northeast corner of San Diego. I'd never heard of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great place to go uh, for the super bloom. Um, so it's just so mm-hmm. amazing. Like, okay, you know, the research that yeah. I'm forced to do is the research I want to be doing. You it, know, Where we'll be, other than the trip this weekend, is there, where's the next spot that you haven't been to that you're dying to go to? Well, um, so after this trip, we're thinking of stopping in Sequoia on the way back. So that'll be exciting. You know, we're all the giant, mm-hmm. you know, the, just the big sequoia trees. And and um, I'm really excited to go to Death Valley, which looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to go to Yosemite because we always go right by Yosemite. Um, but Have I you ever been? to camp there. Just, no. Yeah, me either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see go, El yeah, Capitan and... Uh, my girlfriend wants to hike it for her birthday next year, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. <laughs> got to get on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we had a couple trips planned for the summer. We're going to need to kind of shift some things around, but um, Pyramid Lake looks really fun. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Carpinteria and, and the camping right on the ocean when mm-hmm. the weather gets nice mm-hmm. would be so fun. Hopefully sometime soon here in California. Hey, it's <laughs> Over this rain, right? I know, I know. It's going to rain this weekend, too. I know, and it's looking like it's rolling in right now. Oh, yeah, tomorrow, I think. I tell you. I tell you. Let's talk. One thing we had in common, too, we talked a little bit before the show, was podcasting. So talk about you used to do a podcast for uh, animation. Yeah. 
Guys, it was not as cool as this. Look at this. <laughs> after buzz. Yeah, after buzz. Whoa, way to up level the game. I mean, this is back in 2007, 2008. So podcasting was much newer mm-hmm. and um, there wasn't as many of them. I think it was, you know, it was even before Rob Paulson's pop- podcast, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Um, I wasn't as consistent as you, but I really did enjoy sitting down with some great people that worked in animation. Um, Debbie Derryberry, Keith Ferguson, who are both voice actors. Um, I interviewed Mitch Watson, who is a writer-producer. Um, Craig Bartlett, who created the show Dinosaur Train. and At the time, he was working on Dinosaur Train. And um, we went into his studios, which is on the Jim Henson lot, and explored it. But um, yeah, sadly, I'm not doing it anymore. I think it might be time to bring it back. Yeah. Do you think they let bring me use the, the studio? <laughs> I don't know. You guys hear that after buzz? <laughs> hey, after buzz. <laughs> yeah, I just think, I mean, I'm fascinated by the whole animation world. I think there's so many people out there that yeah. would love to hear our stories and from the people you interact with. But you are know. doing such yeah. a great job. I know, um, having done it, how much work it is. And so to be consistently putting out material every week. JJ, that's amazing. Sweet. (laughs) I'm serious. I mean, I'm very impressed. They've branded Mm. cups. I mean, I paid her a little bit before the show. All right, before we have to wrap up for the night, what would be, um, I mean, advice people who would want to ask you, I want a career in animation or voiceover, what are some things that you would tell people? Gosh, I feel like, you know, Voice actors always say the same things. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of something that would be different. I mean, you should uh, be an actor, know how to act. Um, it's not necessarily about having a good voice. It's sort of about what you can do with it. Um, but I'm going to try and take it in a different direction. I, mm-hmm. I would say you mentioned something earlier about being a self-starter. And um, one thing about voiceover is you're an independent contractor for everything. So you kind of the CEO of your own company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, you have your investment into classes and your investment into workshops and books or whatever knowledge um, that you're trying to infuse. And then you have, you know, maybe singing lessons or any kind of professional development. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of got to think of it like, like that, um, balance the ground between um, art and skill and um, and running a mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. you know? What are some of the tools you do? Because I know you have agents and managers yes. and all of that. But what are yes, things you do God. on your own? Uh, right? <laughs> do you do your own sort of marketing or networking or ways to grow since you are the CEO of your, of your business? Yeah, I do. Um, I think, especially in this business where we don't, have control at the end of the day, whether we're selected or not, it makes me feel a little bit of more sense of control. If I know, okay, I'm going to send a mailing out three times a year to the casting directors and maybe producers I've worked with or something. Um, so I, I mean, I do do some of that. And after I had my son, you know, being able to add that piece was really challenging, but I think it's just being able to remind people that you're there mm-hmm. and that you're good and that you work, um, you know, and being a little bit consistent with that. So I do my own marketing and all that's 
out of pocket and I, I try to, if I can take workshops and stuff, which I've been doing less of, but Mm-hmm. Your mailer is that just, is that a postcard or is that updated demos? What's your mailer look like? Well, sometimes it's a postcard, um, but the thing I'm doing right now is a one sheet. So it's um, I do an email newsletter, but I find not everybody reads those. Uh, <laughs> like 33 percent of people read them. Hmm. So um, right now I'm trying to to alternate e newsletter and then paper newsletter, hmm. which seems pretty archaic in a way. But how many people are actually sending stuff in the mail? On-camera mm-hmm. actors and casting directors get a lot of that stuff. They get a lot of postcards and one-sheets and stuff. Um, but I don't know how many voiceover casting directors um, get that kind of stuff. So hopefully, you know, the idea, yeah. the rule of sevens, and if they see you seven times, yeah. they're like, okay. Yeah, I remember. It's nice, pleasant Pleasant newsletter. They're like, oh, yeah. Alison Packard. Okay. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. Oh, now he's auditioned. Let me click on it because you never even know if they're actually listening yeah. to your audition. You know, they might. No, and no, you know, and when I think about it at, on my other side of the job, I, I never get CBS. I never get anything in the mail usually from people. I, I will get emails. Thank you cards, get, maybe. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. few and far between, mm-hmm. though. You know, yeah. So it's like, um, I do get one like updated e newsletter that yeah. I do read, but you know, <laughs> but it's, it is easier sometimes just to click click right through all that stuff and delete it, delete it, yeah. you know. But if I had yeah. something actually in my inbox, and actually at work you don't get that much in your inbox as much as you do at home either, like right. my mailbox there. Yeah. So if I did get something, I'd be like, oh, I got something in the mail, so you might uh-huh. be more inclined to look at it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. You know, um, yeah, but then, you know, putting yourself out there also feels a little exposing and, you know, it's just definitely easier to not send anything and just be like, I hope people like me. But then to put yourself out there, it's like you're risking being judged. You're risking immediately Mm -hmm. going in the trash. So it takes courage, but... Mm -hmm. That's what this business Speaking needs. Speaking of TED Talks, did you see the <laughs> Brene Brown? She has a whole one on vulnerability. The new show, that like, the new show or it's show? an older one okay, of, on, on vulnerability, but it's exactly what you just said. It's like that's it's that that fear, you know, of being vulnerable and putting yourself out there when you could just sit back and you know. But you're, you're taking the risk, and it's going to pay off. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will. All right, before we go, any last-minute thoughts or any, you know, tell everybody where they can, you know, hear your voice, what characters you have going on now, or any campaigns? Uh, well, uh, on the Boomerang app, uh, you can hear, which is um, Warner Brothers, I'm on the new Tom and Jerry show. I play Toodles, Tom's love interest, <laughs> his girlfriend. Sometimes they're married. Sometimes she's back to girlfriend. Sometimes they have kids. Um, so that's a lot of fun. You can check that out. And, um, yeah, I, um, I'm the promo voice for the Ovation Network and um, commercials. My agent says it's always good to just keep them guessing with that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, it's it's great to connect online, too. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Allison. It's A-L-I-C-Y-N, mm-hmm. like Alice but with a Y-N mm-hmm. at the end. And, um, yeah, you mean, who knows? You probably have a photo or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like... It's- thinking yeah yeah, yeah. we'll put, we'll put yeah. all that stuff on all the right. site where you guys can track her down after two and follow everything stalk me yes do it do it well you are fabulous i just fabulous. love you and i, I thank you. you so much for coming in and thanks i love hearing all your stuff and i just hope oh, you have more cool. and more and more and more and more <laughs> thanks lady i appreciate it of course all right guys that's it for tonight we will actually see you again it's a rare week we will see you again tomorrow night at a different time it'll be at seven o'clock but we will see you tomorrow do you know this is a...
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.